It's episode 201 of Vegas Revealed. The Bellagio fountains are being transformed once again, this time for Super Bowl. We stopped by for an up-close look at construction. We were there as Luke Bryan shook it for us one last time at Resorts World Theater. But could he be back for a different kind of show? Hmm, the clues we saw firsthand. The Golden Globes have comedian Joe Coy in the headlines. We reveal his strong Vegas ties and why that criticism may be a bit overblown. Plus a classic Vegas restaurant with a cinematic centerpiece. That and more this week on Vegas Revealed. Shout out to our sponsors, Hotworks Infrared Fitness Studios, more workout, less time, and the Vegas Near Me app. If it's fun to do or see, it's on Vegas Near Me. All right, let's get to it and spin that wheel. Welcome to Vegas Revealed, episode 201. Sean McAllister here, along with Dana Roselli. And we're just two weeks into the new year, and already we have some major Vegas events happening. There are signs of Super Bowl 58 popping up all over the place at this point. Uh, we'll get into that in just a little bit. But Dana, first, CES just wrapped up here. It did. And all week I saw the Goodyear blimp flying by my condo. <laughs> building. <laughs> I was like, what is that? I went out in the balcony and I saw something in the air in the distance and I thought, oh my gosh, is it one of those alien sightings? And then I realized it was a blimp. Oh, yeah, I saw uh, <laughs> one post. It showed the blimp flying behind uh, the stratosphere and the caption said, a, a near miss. The, the Goodyear <laughs> blimp had a near miss with the tallest whatever, obser- freestanding observation tower in the country. And it was not a near miss. No, it wasn't a It near was miss. flying. Those Goodyear blimp pilots know what they're doing. That's right. And, you know, listen, I hope everyone had a great time in Vegas. I know around CES there's so many really cool parties and all that kind of thing. So, and I know everyone that comes to CES loves that it is in Las Vegas because we're so much fun. Well, and I think that uh, aren't the adult film awards, don't they always happen in conjunction with... CES as well. Possibly, possibly. Yeah. I'm, I'm not brushed up on that. So people always say there's geeks and porn stars that <laughs> fill the city. I love it. Well, what, 130,000 attendees, 4,000 exhibitors. I mean, it's it's massive. And I know you really get into some of the things that they debut at CES. You, you always are like on there Googling to see what's new. I love it. And AI, once again, took center stage uh, at CES this year. But it's not uh, like, the AI that we've been hearing about in headline, not like the chat GPT mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. This is AI that's incorporated in everything from like a household mirror to a toothbrush. Okay. I even saw AI vacuums. Like what, what, how, like, I don't get that. You say brush my teeth. Well, uh, and it brushes your teeth. I don't understand the AI well, I don't know about the toothbrush, but okay. there are vacuums <laughs> that know when they like switch floor surfaces. Oh. And so they like automatically change, mm-hmm. I don't know, instead of bristles running on a hardwood floor, they lift the vacuum up. just sucks. Right. It gets softer. It doesn't make the scratches. And... Right. Okay. Um Mercedes-Benz, I know, was uh, incorporating some new AI technology into their uh, vehicles Mm. so that when you talk to your car and have it, like, text for you or whatever, like, the AI gets to learn your personality and will respond to you accordingly. Oh, okay. 
So if you're sassy to your car, it might be sassy right back to you. Oh, that's funny. Okay. I, I think that's it. kind of fun. All right. And then there was uh, a Samsung refrigerator that has this technology built into it where it senses what kind of food is in your refrigerator. And then it has one of those big LED displays on the front and it will suggest recipes to you that you can make using the food in your refrigerator. Oh, that's great. That's especially great for a single person like me. Right. Like, how I often got a lot of random there, stuff in there. Right. How often do you stand there with the door open and you're like, what the heck can I make yeah, with that, this? With like the leftover turkey pepperoni, uh, some marinara sauce, and mustard. Mm, oh, mustard. Like, yeah. I was going to say, good I know luck, what I'd Samsung make fridge. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. Good luck. Or you just get sick of the same old things. So you're like, you know what you have, but maybe they get, you know, maybe the fridge will come up with something different. Well, that's my problem. I always fall into the trap of making the same things over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's a, it's a good idea. Yeah, definitely. CES is, it's always cool to see what comes out of there. So anyway, we hope everyone had a fantastic time. We appreciate you coming back to Las Vegas, spending your money here. Um, I know a lot of people actually came in early and went to Luke Bryan's final show. We went too, cause it was the weekend before. Yeah, that was on January 6th. I know, and I was thinking back to his opening show. We were at the opening show, and that was in February of 2022. And I remember the day before, our governor had lifted the mask mandate. That's so crazy. And we were so excited, and I remember Luke Bryan pointing out that, hey, I think he was joking around that he was going to take credit for it. Like, you know, it was the first time where, like, you could be in a theater with a group of people not in a mask. Right. Actually, you know, I we recorded uh, what Luke said about it. Take a listen. And because, you know, I'd like to take, um, I'd like to take some personal credit um, and, and uh, you know, just getting rid of the mask mandate. I really appreciate that. Y'all cannot boots without a mask on out there tonight. Yeah, and I remember that night because I was a little tipsy because everyone was rowdy. And even Luke was like, drink up, enjoy. And (laughs) I remember going to Luke Bryan and thinking, this is the best show ever. I love it. Um, And I really did enjoy it because I didn't know much about him. But I remember leaving there, and we've talked about it before, thinking that was a really great show. I'd go see him again. Yeah. And then now we went to his final show on the 6th, and I feel exactly the same way. I have a whole scenario about that. But um, you and I were there, and we were on each uh, different sides of the theater, too. It was a great show, wasn't it? It was so fun, and it was different. Um, structurally, the show was different from when uh, we saw his residency show at the start. Um, and I... Kind of having he did a he did some sets of much more stripped down music. There was one point where he sat at the piano and sang Madonna. Yeah. At one point, he like did a, virgin. a little Elton John. He was just like off the top of his head, just playing songs that he liked and singing. Yeah, he was taking requests, remember? Yeah. And then somebody requested Usher, and he tried his best to pull an Usher song out of his pocket. He started he, going, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. <laughs> he did uh, one of his favorite Elvis songs and told stories. I loved, I loved it. He went over two hours he performed at Resorts World Theater on January 6th on his final show. And that was fantastic. And it just reminds me, the production in all the shows at Resorts World, they're, it's so well done. 
what a set he had, right? Oh, it's it's great. I mean, there's there's portions of it where the stage is kind of undulating. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's water being uh, displayed on it. There's all these LED screens everywhere, and different parts of the stage are moving up and down and. It looked like waves, and yeah. Luke is right up there riding the wave. I know, I know. And then he has the bridge at the end where, again, he he walks by the balcony section. People love it. It was fantastic. I have a few things to say about this show. One is, like, I just keep becoming more and more of a Luke Bryan fan, and I just feel like his show, when I was, I was doing some tweets back and forth with someone, and it just reminded me, and I thought, and they were like, I was there too. I mean, he's such a fantastic performer, and I thought him telling the stories and being at the piano – Moving through it quickly, he didn't like, you know, go on and on and on. It was a fun section. He had a cocktail in his hand. I just felt like it really made it a Vegas show. And you have to do things like that to make these shows different. It can't be like just a concert. Right. It it needs to be a unique experience that people aren't going to get anywhere else. Yes. That you leave talking about. I, I always leave even more of a Luke Bryan fan. I'm downloading his music now. And I had no idea he had 30 number one hits. Yeah. But he educated the audience on that without going on and on, without too much ego. He said, I'm going to do a bunch of my hits because I can't believe, you know, that I have 30 number one hits. I never did it. I met. And now I'm like, okay, yes, 31 number hits. So I'm like on Apple Music trying to find like, oh, what are all the number ones? But, you know, educating your audience, it's a win win for you, the artist, and it's a win win for the audience because, you know, they are entertained by these short stories and performances and, you know, raw moments where you're sitting at the piano and tell, you know, all that stuff. I, and it's memorable. Well, and not only is Luke just a, a great entertainer, um, with great music, but he's funny too. He, oh, so funny. And you know what? He just doesn't, he's effortless. Yes. He doesn't, take himself too seriously. Yeah, the whole shtick is great. Well, there was one point where he even said he was like, I need to stop because I'm going to get myself in trouble (laughs) on YouTube here if I keep going down this road. (laughs) I know. He is so funny. We know he loves to gamble. He's not shy about that. And the little kids in the front with the mullets. Oh, my God. He was like, what do you have a Kentucky waterfall going on? Oh, my God. (laughs) I thought that was funny. I was like, I never knew they called it that. (laughs) So funny. (laughs) But yeah, there were so many locals, too, that were commenting on our social media posts after saying, I was there, I was there. And I was like, wow, a lot of people really turned out to see Luke Bryan. Ryan's final show. And I'm like, it just shows if you, if you can put on a good show, um, people will return. You'll get the locals there, uh, including the visitors. So I thought it was fantastic. Um, on my way over to your house today, it was funny. I told Siri cause I love his song. Play it again. Oh, right. Uh, yep. One of my favorites now. I love it. It's like in my circulation. So on my way over, I was like, Hey Siri, um, Luke Bryan, play it again. And she was like, <laughs> oh, oh, no. Now she's going to answer. Look, she's, try- <laughs> she's trying to search for, oh, here it comes. <laughs> I'm just talking out loud. <laughs> um, and I said that to her, and she said, uh, Luke Bryan on repeat. I'll keep, oh, no. I'll keep playing it again. <laughs> and all of a sudden, all these Luke Bryan songs kept coming up in rotation. It was on shuffle. And I was like, no, I want the song played again. <laughs> and anyway, she was like, got it. Luke Bryan continuing. Luke Bryan on repeat. 
<laughs> That's AI gone wrong. It really is. So it was funny. I was laughing on my way over. But anyway, fantastic show. We think he might come back and maybe do something a little more raw, right? That's what our kind of we were thinking. That's what we were thinking. And maybe he did those stripped down sections of the show kind of to test a new mm-hmm. a new way of presenting his music and right. presenting his talents. Cause you mentioned him singing, uh, that Elvis Presley song and he was amazing. Mm-hmm. And that's not a style of music that we are used to hearing him sing. And right. he did so good. Yeah, he really did. And I mean, either that or he was just really tipsy and decided to go off the rails. Well, I think there was a little bit of that, too. I think he was enjoying his closing night. I saw his wife sitting at the side of the stage. Did yeah. you see that all night yep. watching the whole show? What a supportive family. Loved it. Uh, Luke Bryan, we hope you do return to Las Vegas. And Sean, I know you are excited about this one. An announcement from the Fountain Blue. It's just one show, but still. It's Third Eye Blind, Yellow Card, and Arizona coming to the Blue Live Theater, and I know you are a huge Yellow Card fan. I am. I love Yellow Card. Went to see them on uh, in San Diego over, was it over the summer? Yeah. I think it was over the summer uh, for the 20th anniversary of their Ocean Avenue album, which was, it was so good, such a great crowd, but it, it reminded me how much I love yellow card music. I hadn't really listened to their stuff in a while. Um, they're coming with Third Eye Blind, who I also have a ton of their music mm-hmm. and haven't listened to them. It's the 25th anniversary of their song Jumper. You know, wish you would step back oh, yeah. from that. Land, oh, yeah. Such friend. a popular song. It was on, uh, there was a big thing on uh, MTV's The Real World mm. about that song. I think it was The Real World Seattle uh-huh. or something. Um, there was a whole thing. But anyway, 25th anniversary of of that song, uh, Third Eye Blind, Yellow Card, Arizona. They're coming to Blue Live Theater at Fountain Blue on Saturday, June 22nd. So if if you're a fan of Third Eye Blind, Yellow Card, just like I am, um, be sure to get your tickets to that one. Okay. Yeah, that looks like it'll be a good show. And I look forward to more announcements from the Fountain Blue. Um, It seems like they're going to have more touring acts through there on that theater and, and maybe like not necessarily resident so it'll be it'll be interesting to see what else comes into that theater because I know we even talked to some of the folks over there on our tour about that might be more of the idea for that room. Yeah. Hey, um, speaking of residencies, let's quickly just touch on Tiesto because you know he is so popular. He's been over there at Zook at Resorts World for a long time. Now he announced, you know, because there's obviously whenever there's like a new year, I feel like oftentimes the DJs kind of. Switch spots. <laughs> a remix, if you will. Yeah, it's a remix, right. <laughs> Tiesto's uh, leaving Zook, and he's going over to, well, four different places. And this is interesting, because usually when there's a residency, you're kind of, like, dedicated to one spot. That's what, you know, that's what the point of a residency is. There's some exclusivity to it. Exactly. Um, so he's calling this the Las Vegas residency, <laughs> uh, but he's going to be doing Tau Beach, Wet Republic, Omnia over at Caesar's Palace. And then he's also doing Live at Fountain Blue. So, and I'm like, wait a minute, because one of them is like owned by Tau Group and then the other, you know, so it it's quite a mix. And Groot Hospitality. Yeah, yeah. there's a, a, a mixture there. But I, I think that it's one of those things where... It's good for everybody mm-hmm. if Tiesto is playing because he has that kind of following. Right. And you know, it is. He has an all-encompassing Vegas residency. I can't imagine what that price tag is. 
what he's getting paid for. Oh that. my god! <laughs> I mean, we, we need Tiesto money. <laughs> we need a Vegas that's residency. What, I know that's why his song "Let's Get Down, Let's Get Down to Business." <laughs> <laughs> one more night. <laughs> that is one of the like. I do like that song. <laughs> You'll see Roselli over at uh, Tau Beach, Wet yeah. Republic, Omnia, and Live. Oh, my god! Just waiting for that song. Yeah, he released a really cool video to announce it. Check out his Instagram. So congratulations to Tiesto. I'm glad he's staying in Las Vegas, and he's just going to be a little bit more spread out, I guess, you yeah. know? And Zed is leaving uh, Zook, too. I forgot where he's headed. The press release came out the other day, but uh, look it up. Speaking of residents, yeah. residencies and residents, Joe Coy, the comedian, um, he just hosted the Golden Globe Awards and really was getting <laughs> trashed everywhere. Listen, jokes bombing and whatever. It, it, it was wasn't un- the best response to Joe hosting. No. And to be honest, when I turned it on, I kind of remember seeing something earlier in the week and I was like, good for you for Joe Coy. But I didn't know, like, he had 10 days notice. And I and I didn't remember, maybe I didn't know when I turned it on, I was like, Joe Coy is hosting? Well, Joe, we've I've interviewed for years and years here in Las Vegas. He always came on the local news and did the, you know, because he would have shows, uh, Treasure Island and stuff. And I thought, Good for Joe. I was so happy to see him up there. Because he's always hilarious. He is. Um, but yeah, it's some there were some awkward moments. Things didn't hit, you know, and I was sitting there going, Come on, Joe. I mean, you know, I think it's obvious he agreed to it the next day. But, you know, people are tearing into him, and I'm thinking, you know what? Here's the deal. Like Joe Coy's comedy bit is mostly about his family, his son, his mom, his Filipino roots, and a lot of that. And so I don't really feel like, you know, the Golden Globes were his jam. So he really had to pull and with 10 days notice, you know, figure out how to, well, wow the world that's watching or the country and, um, you know, connect with the audience. And that's, that's hard. Well, and you have to remember too, that when really, when any host goes, steps into, uh, steps into those MC roles for an award show, you're working with writers and producers who you probably haven't worked with before Mm -hmm. and who have different ideas of what comedy is. And it's probably a little bit of like, here are my jokes. And then the writers are like, okay, we'll fit those in to our jokes Mm -hmm. too. So you're having to execute somebody else's punchlines, which may not resonate with you as an entertainer, Mm -hmm. which has to be difficult. Yeah, it does. I mean, it's interesting because there were a lot of people who said, I'd never heard of Joe Coy before. And I thought, well, if you didn't before, I mean, no matter what, even if he bombed, like now people know who Joe Coy is, right? True. Very true. (laughs) Not that everyone watched the Golden Globes, but the day after press about it, you know, you're reading it and stuff like that. But um, yeah, a few things. I just think, you know, first of all, he has a Netflix special and and he also is doing a world tour right now. I mean, I just looked it up. He's going to be at the O2 at London. So he has a following. He is funny. I've seen him do stand-up at Treasure Island uh, over at the Mystere Theater. And I was crying laughing. Whenever he comes on the the local shows, we're, we're laughing. You know, his mom lives here and owns a restaurant. I don't know if she still does does at this very moment, but I think the restaurant is still there. I looked it up. Um, he moved here recently over the summer and, and bought a house. And so Joe's been around a while. And all I have to say is I love Joe. I think he's super funny. 
Um, I've seen his stand-up. I've interviewed him on TV. And you know what? Let's not cancel Joe Coy just yet. I mean, I think he's got a lot of legs. Well, and and check out his Netflix special to see what his comedy is really mm-hmm. like. Yeah, it's like funny. when he's hitting on <laughs> when he's hitting every single time. Yeah. That's what you see in his Netflix special. But hosting those award shows really is a difficult job. It is. It is. And you know, and sometimes when things don't hit right, you think like, we really don't know. Like, was it his idea or right. did the writer say, Hey, you're doing this Barbie joke? Right. Do you know we don't know? You know, and he's not gonna come out and say, They made me do it. I mean, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but I noticed that Steve Martin on Threads went on and said, I tip my hat to anyone who steps on a stage to host a live award show. It's a very difficult job and not for the squeamish. I know because I'm still throwing up from the last time I did it in 2010. Um, so I thought that was very supportive of a, you know, obviously well-known, established comedic genius, Steve Martin. Um, and Joe Coy went on the morning shows the next day, though, and, and agreed he flopped. That's what I love. He took it. He did blame the writers a little bit, but instead, you know, I had 10 days notice, but... I, Which is also a tough thing. Yeah. So anyway, uh, hopefully Joe Coy will be back in Vegas again. I, I highly rec- recommend his comedy. He's funny. <laughs> Um, let's talk about Celine, because I know there's been a lot of chatter recently. We haven't really touched on that. Celine Dion was also supposed to, uh, she was supposed to really open up the resort's World Theater. Right. And then had to cancel way back in, you know, 2021. And there's still hope for her, I found out, uh, from some sources that, you know, they're still hoping Celine is going to return to the stage. And I just thought that was so refreshing to hear, because, you know, we worried about her health and and something that was in the headlines recently was one of her sisters came out and said, you know, she's in terrible shape. And I thought, who's this sister? I've never heard of her. Well, and this was about three weeks ago that that article you're referring to came out and it went everywhere. It was like, she can't control her body. She can't, like, it was kind of a doom and gloom kind of report that originated from uh, her sister Claudette is the one who was quoted. And that originated in a a French publication and then was picked up everywhere. Um, Just within the past week, uh, OK Magazine published another article and it's citing an insider close to Celine who says that, that she's actually remarkably upbeat in dealing with this stiff person syndrome that she's been diagnosed with and is actually very hopeful that she'll be able to return to the stage at some point. In fact, in this article, it it says that Celine's other sister, Linda, has reportedly moved in with her here in Las Vegas at her home just to help out with, Mm -hmm. you know, her teenage... She has two teenage twins, uh, twin boys, and then her older son, Renee Charles. Um, but apparently her sister, Linda, um, has moved in with her, but this is not the sister mm. who has been, yeah. you know, talking with other media outlets. We've actually not heard from Linda. Yeah. You know what? If I'm going to listen to anyone, it's going to be Linda, not Claudine or what's her name? Claudette. <laughs> I'm not buying Claudette's story. I, I was very skeptical of it yeah. to begin with because during are. the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs, Celine actually went into the locker room. The Montreal Canadiens, was it the Canadians? It was a Canadian team mm-hmm. um, that was playing the Golden Knights. She went into their locker room 
to talk with the team. Yeah, she brought her boys. She brought her they boys to go fans. and watch the hockey game. Yeah. And then more recently, she was at Katy Perry's final show over at Resorts World. And not only was she there, look at the videos online. She's dancing in her seat and smiling. I'm not seeing... Saying hi to people sitting around her. Yeah, talking to, what, Cameron Diaz and also... I mean, so I don't know, but um, I'm hopeful. Everyone's hopeful she's going to get back on stage. I know AEG wants her back. I know Resorts World wants her to have this moment, this show. And um, I know we've been, we've been talking about Everyone's hoping for it. Yeah, I'm hoping 2024, hopefully... In the second half of 2024, we will have some news about Celine coming back to the stage here in Las Vegas. I know it's going to be one of those returns that is literally celebrated worldwide. Yeah, really. And and I was hearing November 2024 is kind of the next time that they're they're planning and hoping for. So yeah, we'll holding see. dates. Yeah. yeah, fingers crossed. And I know a lot of people are talking to J-Lo, too. She's apparently right. got her hat in the ring for a residency here in town. What I've heard things about MGM and Resorts World and other places. Yeah, potentially. Well, wasn't she just over at uh, Voltaire she was. also to see Christina Aguilera? Yep. So who knows? Maybe she was scouting that location. Mm -hmm. And then she was also at Bruno Mars. She at, was. At Park MGM. So maybe she was scouting that location. Maybe she's scouting all of them. Hey, you know what? If you're J Lo, you can do whatever the heck you want. <laughs> and uh, we're yeah, and and it, we're not going to pick up on any signals or signs from Ben Affleck because he's always just got a, a grumpy face on. <laughs> They're hitting him, but again. J Lo insists that he is happy. I know she did <laughs> at the Golden Globe. She said, "Leave Ben alone. He's fine. He's, he's fine. fine. He's happy. <laughs> whatever." I like Ben Affleck. I don't. I don't mind him at all. Uh, Dana, aside from everything oh that we have going on with, uh, you know, business projects with the podcast, you have been a very busy <laughs> party planner lately. Listen, everyone, I'm not going to say the date because I don't want everyone to know. I don't want anyone <laughs> crashing the party. Crashing the party. But I am planning a bachelorette party, and let me tell you, Sean, I haven't done this in. I'm up there, okay? So it's been a while since I've had to plan a bachelorette. You're not up there. I am up there. You're not. I am you're half not. life. <laughs> no, you're Close not. Close to half life. <laughs> or maybe, well, maybe beyond. Wait. Oh, wait. You yeah. are not beyond half no, life. No, I am. Well, <laughs> I'm a little under half life if I were to live to 100, but I don't really plan to live to 100, so. <laughs> anyway, it's been a long time since I've uh, planned a bachelorette party, but my friend Jessica... Uh, is getting married. Jessica and I worked at Channel 13 here in Las Vegas together for a long time. We've stayed close, close friends. She's getting married. I'm thrilled for her. And, um, oh gosh, we're having it in Vegas. And um, only me, like there's 10 of us, and only me and um, one other person, my friend Melinda, is in charge, not Melinda Shekels, uh, my other friend, Melinda Malone. We're kind of the Vegas people on the ground. So I'm like, I feel like the pressure's on. Because let me tell you, Sean, I just want to say these, these chicks from around the country, they are, I mean, ready for Vegas. To the point where, like, the emails you should see where I'm like, we're going to Thunder from Down Under, and they're like, Thunder's not ready for us. And I'm like, what is happening? Like, so I don't know what I'm doing. So you're going to have a wild bunch on your hands is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, so I'm picking the dinner place. Um, and we're going to go somewhere in the Cosmopolitan, I think. And then I've got 
Then Jessica's like, I'm up for an all like she's up for then after the show. Like, oh, where are we like going after all-nighter? the show? Oh yeah, we're going nightclub. Jeez. Oh, Sean, save me. This is going to be so fun. Um, it really is, but I'm already laughing at it. So what nuggets of wisdom have you gleaned from uh, putting a bachelorette party together? Um, or what advice make do decisions. you have to pass on to people who might also be planning a Vegas okay. bachelorette party? If you've got 10 people or a large group, don't ask people's opinions. Make Just make the decisions. Okay. Say, you know, because you can't, because then you've got you 10 email everybody. respond. Yeah. Everyone's chiming in and the email, you know, string gets really long and confusing. So you kind of just have to go with, first of all, like, like, cause for example, um, the place we're going to eat dinner offered a prefix menu if we want, if we wanted it. All right. You know, like $85 per person. It's going to all come out family style. You buy drinks separate. And I was like, I don't know, because there's 10 of us, and I feel like people might want something small, want something big, their taste, well, someone might want a steak, someone there's might- There's got to be a vegan want in there a pizza, somewhere. A ve- exactly. So it's like, so I was like, you know what, I think we're going to and, and do this, you know, order off the menu. And so I kind of said, they offered an $85 per person thing with a family style, here's the menu, but I think- I'm going to tell her no because I have a feeling with 10 of us, different taste buds, different budgets. And then like one or two people wrote back, agree. And that it ended it. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, what do you guys think? Should we do that? And I was like, oh boy. No, that sounds like a disaster asking what people think. Exactly. (laughs) Um, uh, Other thing I think is to get your stuff in your ducks in a row early so that you're not super stressed out. Um, if you want to be that person that has a theme, have a theme. Her theme is sequins. So my sequ- okay. <laughs> my sequins pants have been bought. Ooh. <laughs> Shake it, Roselli. <laughs> yeah, I got a nice 60% off sale uh, at the mall post-Christmas. I found the perfect sequins pants. Um, so yeah, I'm going pants because I'm like, this is going to be a night. Yeah. And I don't want to be like trepsing around <laughs> in a dress. <laughs> Well, and I imagine that having a group of 10, you can't probably make – that's like a group reservation kind of a situation where mm-hmm. you, in a lot of cases, need to talk to somebody right. at a venue instead of just going online to make reservations. Yes. Like there are a lot of places where I went to put in a reservation and the most it would take at a table was eight or nine. Mm. So you got to call. You got to call, you got to email, leave some leeway, do one, you know, do one thing at a time. Don't put it, you know, just kind of plan ahead and get a gist of a nice group email is here's the schedule of what I was thinking. And also, you know, this is funny in which I haven't even put this out there yet for the group, but um, like the Sunday after we're doing a brunch, right? Because here's the deal. The girls are coming in midday on a Saturday and leaving Sunday by 4 p.m. Oh, so it's a quick, it's a quick quickie. One. Yeah. But then I was like, brunch, where are we going to go? And I'm like, you guys have no idea. Like, do you understand? Like we're having champagne in the room, uh, going to dinner, going to a mail review show at like 10 p.m. And then we're going to n- nightclubs. <laughs> Nobody is going to be, so they think like we're going to plan to go to brunch at 11 a.m. at a certain, I'm like, everyone's going to be struggling to get up, get moving. And so I'm just going to keep, I think I'm keeping that up in the air, just kind of like a breakfast spot, maybe in the hotel. Yeah. Yeah. So or I'm like, room that's service. too much. But it does add up. 
So you try and, you know, I was trying to like find things. Here's the one thing I'm struggling with. I'm actually struggling. Um, even though I am Miss Vegas, I'm struggling with how are 10 of us going to get from property to property? Something I never thought of. Mm. And we're like, well, we can Uber. And it's like, okay, but then there's 10 of us. So do you, like two Uber XLs. And like, I guess we just order Ubers and, you know, split up. And when we arrive, when we arrive, at different times, five minutes, 10 minutes apart. Because that's one of those group sizes that mm. if it was larger than 10 people, you could think about getting like one of those limo buses. Right. But if there's only 10, that's a lot of space. A lot of space. On the bus. And we're going to be at places for a long period of time. Right. And I noticed a lot were by the hour. I'm like, I don't want to pay for you sitting there for three hours while we're at dinner. Yeah. Only to get from one hotel to the next. Plus, you know. So anyway, I'm struggling with that. If anyone has a good idea for that, please uh, throw me an email, ideas at vegas-revealed.com because I don't know if anyone's like has an idea of like maybe an easier way and I'm just not thinking of it. But there's 10 of us. We're going to be going from like uh, the area of the North Strip to Mid Strip to South Strip to North Strip. <laughs> Oh, so you're doing uh, uh, the whole the up and down. The whole up and down. And back. Yeah, it's going to okay. be fun. So anyway, those are some of my tips for now, but I think I'll have some extra tips once it's over. And we have even more tips right now. Let's do it. We've been talking about it uh, for months here on Vegas Revealed. Super Bowl 58 coming up on February 11th over at Allegiant Stadium. And we are starting to see the signs of Super Bowl popping up all over the place. Most notably right now is in front of Bellagio Fountains where they where CBS Sports, CBS Sports and Entertainment are building four stages on top of the Bellagio Fountains to host coverage of a wide variety of programming. Yeah. Go to our YouTube. We took some video. We went and visited to of the construction. Obviously, it's going to be further and along each day, but they were out there in the boats. Yes, yeah, scuba divers. Cranes out. Yeah. It was interesting. And, you know, people was like, oh, the fountains again. Bellagio, we just got done with F1. But, I mean, listen, the, the fountains are the iconic... Backdrop, yeah. backdrop of Las Vegas, and, and you know that's that's what's going on. But there are going to be some lane restrictions, yeah. And they're going to be doing the morning show there. They're going to be doing the talk. I think Drew Barrymore, right? Didn't she say she's doing her show from there? Yeah. CBS Sports will be there, and so it's not only Super Bowl; it's going to be Super Bowl week the whole week. Well, and you have to remember too that CBS is owned by Paramount, the Paramount Network. Yeah. Um. So you know, there's. That's a whole other arm of programming that's looped into the mix as well. Mm -hmm. So it is. That is going to be the spot to be. And um, the tip that comes with us telling you about all of this construction is that uh, I actually received a... I was looking for my phone and I'm... Staring at it. Staring at it. Oh, my God. <laughs> you received an email. I uh, received a text message mm -hmm. that said, because you opted in for traffic alerts during F1, we are also, Clark County is also partnering with the NFL to send out traffic-related information related to Super Bowl 58. Mm -hmm. And so that was kind of like an opt-in or opt-out kind of a message. I didn't opt out. I didn't I opt know. out either. I want to know. Absolutely. I love the F1 traffic alerts. I thought they were really helpful. It was very helpful. So uh, we are going to be receiving 
uh, traffic updates now. And if you want to opt in for these alerts on your phone as well, you can go to uh, the Clark County government social media channels, and they have information posted there on how you can uh, opt in, send a a Mm -hmm. code to a text message. Um, to opt in for those alerts. Yeah. And and maybe um, if I get a chance, I'll throw it in the show notes. We're recording right when that, uh, just before that information is going to come out and we were told to go to those channels to look for the information. Right. But I'll, I'll try and put it in the show notes if we have it too, if you're interested in signing up for those text alerts. They are helpful. They're not annoying. They come at appropriate times and all that kind of thing. But there's a long list of closures uh, all the way through um, you know, like February 11th. Also, um, we did see a little something online um, from, I think it was Channel 8 online that was saying that they uh, intend to completely remove all the temporary structures, and we're talking anything that has is related to the Super Bowl, by February 16th. Oh, wow. So okay. it should, you know, don't worry. It's not going to be there for months and months and months. we got to get through the Super Bowl and then... And then it should be gone by the 16th. And the bulk of the road closures are going to be surrounding uh, Allegiant Stadium. Right. And roads that get to Allegiant Stadium. Yeah. More more of a security thing. Right, exactly. Yeah, and I got a lot to move in and move out, and it's it's a big production. And you know, the Raiders are done playing there for now. So, <laughs> wah, wah. Ugh, really hoping they hire that interim coach. By I the know, way, he's so good. Ugh, we are, and the team loves him. Yeah, I'm hoping that happens a lot. Um, hey, Pieros, we were over there doing a shoot the other day. This is our other tip. And, you know, I guess I, I knew, but I forgot when they were like, you know, everyone always requests to sit in the casino booth. And I was like, I forgot they shot parts of, if you didn't know this, the movie Casino in Pieros. And there's a certain booth in Pieros where they filmed it. And apparently they get requests over and over when people make dinner plans to sit there. So if you didn't know that and you want a bit of nostalgia or you want to go relive it, Piero's right there on Convention Center Drive at Paradise is an old school Italian restaurant. They just celebrated recently their 40th anniversary. It must be like a that was a couple years ago. Yeah, a couple of years now. So probably yeah. like 42. Um, we love it there. The food's amazing. It's such a vibe. It is such a vibe, right? It's it's just cool. The pictures on the wall even just like takes you a while to get through it all, looking at it all. There is. There is a ton of history there at Piero's. I love the connection to uh, that classic movie, uh, Robert De Niro, Sharon Stone, Casino. Um, also, a couple other restaurants that were filming locations for Casino, the Peppermill Restaurant mm-hmm. right there on Las Vegas Boulevard, the North End, kind of across from Resorts World. Right. Um, there were scenes filmed there. Also, at Oscar's Steakhouse, it wasn't called Oscar's at the time. Uh, this is over at the Plaza yep. uh, in downtown Las Vegas. So yeah, they did actually film scenes all over. So that's kind of cool. Um, I love that. I love our old school restaurants. We just talked about the bootlegger last week. So I mean, we always like to throw that in because even though we have a lot of new, we also have a, a lot of established old school places that, you know, there were a lot of meetings at back in the day. They've seen some stuff. <laughs> They've seen some stuff. So <laughs> if the walls could talk, that's for sure. But right? thankfully they don't. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. Hey, listen, thanks to all our subscribers again that that actually donate to our podcast every month. We appreciate you so much. I just, you know, we are just so grateful for that. Thank you to Hotworks Infrared Fitness Studios. Um, I love working out there. I've been hitting it. I looked, you know, I looked at the calendar in my Fitbit. I went to Hotworks in December. Well, every 
almost every day besides four days out of the whole month. Wow. I, I had workouts. Yeah, I just enjoy it so much. I told you it's like a mood boost. I know. And I only go for, sometimes I go for 20 minutes. I do a 15-minute bike class, and then I leave. Or I do, you know, a 30-minute. So it's it's really great. Vegas Near Me, the app, you can download that in the uh, Google Play Store or on the Apple phone as well. All right. That is episode 201. We will be back with 202 next week and lots of brand-new Great Vegas stuff. Have a great week, everyone. How do I buy tickets for that show? Where is the closest restaurant with a view? My kids are with me. Is there an age restriction for that attraction? These are just some of the questions that the new Vegas Near Me app will answer for you. Vegas Near Me quite literally takes the guesswork out of planning your next Las Vegas trip. It is so helpful. With constantly updated information, business hours, menus, ticket prices, parking costs, Vegas Near Me is a one-stop shop. It really is. And here's the deal. It's free and you don't have to sign up, become a member. It is simple. Download Vegas Near Me today from the Apple App Store or from Google Play. If it's fun to do or see, it's on Vegas Near Me.